1: What up, world? Welcome on all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blogging the boys.com My name is Arjo Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on The Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, July 30th, 2020. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and we hope... Uh, Hope you got some fun weekend plans in store. Uh, I don't know what you got going on this weekend, but I hope it's great. Maybe you're going to watch a movie. Uh, Maybe you're going to watch a show. Uh, We have Bobby Belt on... um now, it was like a month ago, and we talked about how he and I are starting a movie club. Um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is our first movie, and uh, again, everything's fine with my family. Appreciate all the thoughts, but with Hurricane Hannah uh, rolling through this past weekend, and and just all the rain and stuff, uh, I didn't have a chance to get to it, but so uh, Into the Spider-Verse is uh, is in my very near future, and I don't know. I'm, I'm really thinking about starting a new show. I've been working my way through Seinfeld, really enjoying it, Saw the Keith Hernandez episode. Uh, that was awesome. I might give Secession a try. I know a lot of people are all about it. I know that when uh, we had Mark Sezler on from the Around the NFL podcast, he recommended it. Um, so I don't know. Um, yeah, it, it's nice to have something to watch uh, late at night. Although now we got some baseball, um, yeah, to uh, yeah keep us entertained. But uh, hopefully, we're keeping you entertained. Um, these last few days have been so interesting, just because uh, there have seemingly been things happening. With the Dallas Cowboys But nothing has really been happening We know that veterans reported To the star on Tuesday And uh, took their COVID-19 tests And part of the protocol Is they have to test negative And then wait 72 hours And test negative again uh, Before they can begin Strength and conditioning So we're just kind of In that middle waiting period That's, uh, that's where things stand uh, Right now So next week should be A, a little bit more uh, action-packed uh, We got to hear uh, By way of the local media uh, Some Cowboys players the rookies that have already gone through this process talk about the um I, I don't want to call them motion detectors, but I guess they're motion detectors that they're wearing. Um they um they're kind of I guess like Apple Watches, but under wristbands. And so if players get too close to one another, they beep uh so as to practice social distancing, which is um, you know, uh just kind of the way things are going. I saw Indianapolis Colts head coach Frank Reich uh talked about the one he was wearing in um, in an interview that he did with the local media there in uh, in Indianapolis, so um, that's that. Uh, Wednesday was the twenty seventh birthday for none other than QB1, Dak Prescott. So uh, the most important player on the Dallas Cowboys is 27 years old, the fun age. Uh, Hopefully Dak enjoyed it. Hopefully Dak has a season uh, that merits a big-time contract, because if he does, I guarantee you the Dallas Cowboys will be happy to pay him if he has uh, a Super Bowl sort of caliber season, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, You know the drill. You know how it all goes. Uh, Since we last spoke, because we did record Wednesday's episode of the OT. Show a bit earlier did not get to the fact that Tyrone Crawford and Don Terry Poe, um, you know, hey. That's okay. I I don't think there's any cause to worry, any cause for concern. Uh, I know some people like to freak out, and some people are a bit dramatic uh, sometimes, but they are both on the active uh, pup list. Um, It's early; they have time to to get right, and that's always a good thing. Take as much time as uh, as you possibly need, Um, you know. And there's there's questions, frankly, along the defensive line for the Cowboys. I mean, Tony and I on the seven five zero on Tuesday, we had a hard time kind of getting to the nine players that we ultimately did. And by the way, speaking of all week long, we've been putting together a 53-man roster across all of our shows on the BTB Podcast Network. Uh, later today, you will get the newest episode of Broadcasting the Boys as Ari Temkin and Roy White work on the linebackers and the secondary of the Dallas Cowboys, which will leave the quarterbacks and special teamers for Kelsey, Charles, and Meg Murray on Friday's episode of Girls Talking Boys. Make sure you do subscribe to the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network wherever you get your podcasts. So, uh, yeah. So you, so you can hear this whole thing. We're putting together 53 guys. I mean, you know, that's some, some elite math happening there. Um, so I look forward to... Uh to that, um, by the way on the subject of, of the podcast we, we do appreciate everybody that subscribes and leaves a rating, writes a review we are also always here to answer your questions you can always hit me up, I am at RG ochoa on Twitter or Instagram my DMs are open, you can shoot me an email, rj.ochoa at espionation.com. we will always get to whatever you want to talk about, shout out to Jake Valdez, uh, had a question, said, actually had a couple of things uh, said he wanted to ask, first of all, with Leighton Vander Esch healthy, do we see Jalen Smith being more freed up to make plays. Um, so, Jalen Smith, the 88th best player in the NFL, according to the always supremely accurate NFL Top 100 list. By the way, Ezekiel Elliott made the top quarter of players at number 24. Um... I think I think yes. Ultimately, I mean, I think at the end of the day, Leighton Van Esch, being Leighton Van Esch, is very good for Jalen Smith, which is very good for the Dallas Cowboys defense as a whole. And you know, it was um, I, I mentioned Mark Sasser from around the NFL. It was I believe Dan Hansis also from uh, the ATN podcast that uh, wrote a few months ago now, um, kind of forecasting team MVPs for every team. I believe that was the uh, the article and. Chose Leighton Vanderish as the Cowboys team MVP, um, and kind of noted this idea that when Leighton's right, Jalen's right, the whole defense is right. That's why things went well in 2018, and so I I think it does, but not necessarily that it frees up Jalen. I think it just it lessens Jalen's load. I mean, it, it takes things off of Jalen's plate. It, it it minimizes his overall responsibilities. And I know that there are people that hear that and say, "Well, I don't care. He needs to be responsible for everything." I mean, look. Who cares if if they can play well? Play well. Whatever the combination is that gets them to play well, that's what I think we all should ultimately hope uh, and root for. Uh, next question that Jake has uh, says: How do you feel without depth at defensive? Or excuse me, about depth at defensive tackle, given the Antoine Woods return? Him, Hill, talking about Tristan Hill and Neville Gallimore, um, seem like solid depth. Um, by the way, there's another question here. Shout out to Jake, uh, today's MVP. I know that we did not include Antoine Woods on our 53-man roster when Tony and I did the defensive line for the Cowboys. I have a hard time seeing him make it, personally, because I do believe that there will only be four defensive tackles on the Cowboys roster. And I think Jael McCoy and the aforementioned Don Terry Poe are both ahead of Antoine Woods. I think we all agree there. Neville Gallimore, third-round pick, so he is inherently ahead. And then it's Tristan Hill, and to me it's – are you moving on from a guy that's you know that you're attached to on a one year deal that you brought back technically at the very end of July, or a player that is on the second year of a rookie contract who maybe you still believe or at least hope has a lot of potential? Uh, maybe I, I think I think Tristan Hill with Jim Tom Sula and a guy like Gerald McCoy in the room is worth looking at, and so for me. Antoine Woods barely misses out but I guess that does speak to the question that there is a lot of legitimate depth on the Cowboys that that, that's a hard cut for me. Um, But I mean, there are hard cuts. That's just, um, that's just the way it goes. Sometimes next question from Jake and again, you can drop your questions all the time. We'll get to them as many as we can. We promise you, but um, third, who should be wide out number four? Um, you look at it obviously Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CD Lamb, the top three wide receivers for the Dallas Cowboys. Who's number four? Um, I know that when talking the star put together their portion of the 53 man roster, which uh, you know, they covered the wide receivers, they also did running backs and tight ends. I know that Cedric Wilson is a favorite among many. I'm not a big Cedric Wilson believer, I'm not, I'm not like anti Cedric Wilson. I'm you know, if if we're all on like you know how people like get on the train oh uh, yeah i've been i've been driving this whatever i'm i guess if i'm on the train right i'm just i'm like in the last compartment on the train I, you know what i mean like you want to get on first? Cool. You know, like sometimes, you know, when you, when you board a plane, I know I'm talking about trains and planes now, but like if you're flying Southwest and your boarding group is like, or your numbers like C21 or whatever, like normally you're like, oh man, I have to wait forever. But I kind of feel like that. I'm like, oh, you want to, you want to get on first? That's fine with me. I'll, I'll just take whatever seats available. I'm, I'm really not that picky here. Uh, but I think Cedric Wilson's probably the answer. Um, I think some people still are Devin Smith truthers and I certainly am a, Bigger believer in that idea than I am, Cedric Wilson. Um, so one of those two guys, and and I think that training camp kind of helps um, helps determine that.
0: What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Profit G podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune into the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G-Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G-Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Last question from Jake. Again, our MVP of the day, Jake Valdez says, uh, Do we see the NFL get delayed or perhaps a bubble situation coming along for them? Obviously... Um, look obviously we're dealing with a lot of unique variables in the world and in football and in sports uh, as they relate to COVID-19 I don't think a bubble is feasible Um, Jeremy Fowler wrote about this on Tuesday at ESPN.com about how um, you know when when the NFL was putting together their plan that you know they thought you know thought or talked about a bubble but I, I think the only way a bubble would work and I am in no way saying this is conceivable but would be if you had 32 bubbles, right? Like you set up 32 compounds the way the NBA has in Orlando, the way the MLS has as well, the way the NWSL did. Um, you set up 32 compounds and you just go from bubble to bubble. But I think you would have to have literally everybody associated with this be bubbled. So you would have to have the. Pilots bubble. Do you know what I mean? Like everybody who would be involved uh, on a day to day basis, and that goes all the way down to media and everything, just like it is the NBA bubble. That's the the bubble people know the best. You would have to have that the entire season if you went the bubble route for every single team, and then you would just travel from one bubble to the other and you would just move bubble to bubble to bubble. I think that would be the the most conceivable bubble plan, but that idea is in no way conceivable. Um, So, I mean, I I think that – I think it's possible that the season does get delayed. I know that Charles Robbins, when we had him on um, a couple of weeks ago – didn't hint at that but just kind of noted that that was a possibility and for what it's worth every team in the NFL their week two opponent has the same buy as them so the NFL did factor in um, kind of an ability to hit that switch if they need be and they can move the first month of the season to the tail end so weeks one through four would go all the way and uh, would be what is that weeks 14 through 17 um, they would become and so everything else would shift up by four weeks which uh, incidentally and it was I believe Nick Eatman from DallasCowboys.com who pointed this out first that would make Cowboys Giants the season opener which would be funny just given the Cowboys Giantsness of it all but um but I think that's I don't know if I think it's likely but I think that's definitely possible I, I, and I think I think the NFL realizes what's at stake here. Um, I think, you know, you you look at the types of numbers uh, from a ratings perspective that all these sports are doing. The NWSL, as mentioned, did so well. The PGA Tour has done so well. Major League Baseball is doing really well, although the Marlins are certainly, um, you know, making that more complicated. And I think also on the baseball front, some of that moving forward, um, we're recording this Wednesday evening, and uh, the Joe Kelly news uh, is only going to make you know Wednesday's Astros Dodgers game more interesting, et cetera. You know, that, that's that's a sports element, but there's a lot of people watching, and I think. I don't know. I, I, I like to think that we all kind of have the same thought around here, right? The, our, our little Ocho family. Um, and so, I mean... Normally, you know, peel back the curtain. I travel the Cowboys' home games, and that, that's how I work. I mean, that's that's normally my, my weekly routine. Uh, is if the Cowboys are playing a home game, I travel to go to the stadium and work it there, and everything. And road games, I handle um, sort of in, in my my home office and everything that I have set up. And so um, I've I'm used to a lot of remote work, and I think that um, you know I, I think that that's probably going to be my plan. I mean, personally for. The conceivable future or the foreseeable future. Um, I mean, that's certainly my plan for 2020. And I think, I think when I extrapolate on that idea, for example, um, when I look at the NBA coming back, right? I think, and this is admittedly an assumption, but I think so many people are that are sports fans, right? Because we all love sports. We all really enjoy football and everybody has a fantasy football team and everybody, you know, does something, a survivor pool or whatever. Um, and so I think that a lot of people, and, and, you know, I've said before that my dad and I, and, you know, we like to go to a Cowboys road game every year. That's obviously not happening here in 2020. So I think a lot of people might say, you know what, we're not going to go to games. Let's just, let's, let's, let's devote all of our energy to really enjoying the home experience. And I think that the, the, this is a long way to say I think that viewership is going to be incredible for the NFL this year. I think it is going and I know that there are uh, a lot of factors at play and there for a lot of reasons. We don't have to get into this. People saying why uh, people aren't going to watch the NFL. But I believe and we'll certainly revisit this as games hopefully happen. I believe the NFL is going to do just monstrous numbers from a ratings perspective. Uh, because so many people, I think, are going all in on watching. And, and I think, I think you could already make an argument, you know, even last year, six months ago, before our world changed. I think you can make an argument that watching at home is better. Uh, in a lot of ways, right? I mean, you're comfortable, you, you've got, you know, you can get your big TV, you can sit in your comfy chair, you can make the foods you want, you don't have to, you know, fight through traffic, you know, but, There is certainly a a great novelty and a great element to being at a game, but my point is I think that viewership is going to be incredible, and that leads me to my main point. I know we've gone way into the weeds, uh, but my main point is the NFL is so aware of that, and the NFL knows that, and there is no Way that the NFL is not going to benefit from that. I just don't believe that. And, or or rather, I believe the NFL is going to do everything they can in order to benefit from that. And so that's why I think that delaying this season is is probably, you know, not an ideal option for them, but they've built that in because they know what this season could be. I think it will look very much like the English Premier League, uh, where there's no fans, there's tarped off stadiums. And, you know, the EPL season when it came back was was normal. I mean, for me, you know, as a viewer at home, and I think that the NFL wants that same sort of thing, all things considered. I know that there are you know, different restrictions, um, you know, different teams saying they can max out at certain uh, numbers of fans, etc. I I just don't know how you do that. And I know that there are a lot of questions that we don't know the answers to. And the reason I don't know how you do that is because how can, you know, the Ravens said, what was it, that they would allow up to 14,000 fans if fans were allowed in stadiums this fall? Well, you know, these situations are so different state by state that what if you know what if the Dolphins can't allow a single fan, right? I mean, so then how can how can the Ravens allow 14,000? I think the NFL will look at that and say, look, that's that's not a fair competitive balance. So we're just not going to have any fans in any games. And I, I think that that's um, that seems like the to use the word easiest is an incredible understatement, but that seems like the least complicated answer here. Um, but I do think the NFL will find a way to march forward. Um, I know that that's an opinion a lot of people share, um, but I don't think a bubble is sustainable for, for a team that large. I mean, you look at the NBA, each NBA roster has 15 players. You know, you've know, you got coaching staffs, obviously, and you've got media and things like that. But, um, I mean, an NFL roster is the size of an entire NBA team's operation, and then you factor in the whole operation. You factor in television. You factor in national media. I mean, it's just it's impossible. And then what do you do with with referees? You know, you need so many referees for all these games. Um, it's just it it seems it seems difficult to go the bubble route. But the NBA is proving it is possible. Um, so good for them. Uh, excited to uh, to watch some basketball. Um, you know over the over the weekend but uh also excited to watch the uh the st jude's classic over the pga tour and so um hopefully we have a fun weekend of sports hopefully we have a uh a weekend that is piggybacking off of some interesting cowboy storylines uh I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll get some some fun ones to talk about um i'm hopeful that we get some videos maybe right some videos of dak throwing a cd that would uh as they say that would hashtag break the internet. Um, and I'm hopeful that you like our 53 man roster again, later today, Ari Timken, Roy white working on linebackers and the secondary. We've been building this 53 man roster across all of our shows all week long on Monday, girls talking boys, Tuesday, the seven five Oh yesterday, talking the star today, broadcasting the boys tomorrow, Kelsey and Meg will wrap it up, uh, on GTB. And, uh, and that'll be it. And obviously the Cowboys are going to do exactly what we said and have the exact 53 players that we said, because we are geniuses, uh, here at btb and look last thought here because i know this was kind of an existential conversation whatever this football season looks like we are going to experience it together that is my favorite thing about the btb fam in general the btb podcast our site um i love that we are a community we all have the same wants which are for the dallas cowboys to uh, be the very very best football team that they can be um And we're going to podcast. We're going to talk about this. We're going to, whatever happens, uh, we're going to experience it together. And, um, you know. I, I hope that that will aid, um, in, uh, in our experience and I'm hopeful that it can feel somewhat normal. Um, I, I'm, you know, I'm interested to see how, how normal fall feels. Like, what's it going to feel like when, when the clocks turn back, what's it going to feel like when I eat my first bowl of chili? You know what I mean? Like, will fall feel like fall? Um, I don't know, but I'm excited to find out and I'm excited to do it with you. I'm excited for all of us to do it together. So once again, I am R.J. Ochoa. Uh, You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at R.J. Ochoa. Just one word. Nice and simple. Uh, You can email me rj.ochoa at spnation.com. Thanks a lot to Bear for sitting next to me this entire episode and not making a noise. Also, do me a favor. Have the absolute best Thursday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.